Are you struggling with teaching your kids about emotions? Tune in today as we discuss practical strategies and a fun game that can help kids express and understand their feelings. It's Melissa. Welcome to Water Prairie. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. This is this is when Melissa and I met two months ago, at least two months ago, at a on an, an online group that that both of us are in, and we talked about the idea of having her come and share with the Water Prairie crowd about what she's doing. And I've been looking forward to this all summer long. So, um, so I'm I'm looking forward to hearing more about the topic that we're talking about. And um, for those that are listening, to give you a little teaser here, we've been talking about our emotions some, but not not in a bad way. <laughs> we're going to make make it a fun a fun way here. But before we do that, this season we've been playing a game with all of our guests called Two Truths and a Lie. And I've asked Melissa to bring three facts or pseudo facts with her, and she's agreed to play the game. So listeners, as you're listening through her her statements, her facts, whatever you want to call them, you're trying to decide which one is a lie. So um, so listen to all three of them. And if you're watching on YouTube, you can put your answer in the comments. If not, go to our Instagram or our Twitter um, feed and look for the post that matches this this episode and post your answer there. And then a week after we post it, we'll come back and, and put the answer in there. So you'll be able to, to check your work. So Melissa, what are your facts that you've brought to share with us? All right. I have been on humanitarian trips to Ghana, Ecuador, and Mexico. I've been an extra in a movie and I taught myself how to sing the alphabet backwards at a bus stop when I was bored. <laughs> I, li I like the variety of those answers. <laughs> All right, listeners, finish listening to this episode first, and then go go put put your answers down. You can you can write your answer down while while you're waiting. <laughs> Welcome to the Water Prairie Chronicles, a podcast created to encourage and support parents of special needs children. I'm Tonya Wallum, and I'm glad you're here. Uh, Melissa is bringing some some information to us that. Um, we're going to get into a game that she's put together, and I, I think you're going to enjoy hearing about that. But before we get into that, I want to find out a little bit more about kind of how we came up with this idea that, well, not we, I didn't help you with that, but how you came up with the idea <laughs> and um, and why it's important. So emotional intelligence is what we're talking about. And Melissa, can you tell us what that is and why it's important? Yeah, it's basically understanding and managing our feelings. And when we're emotionally intelligent, we can recognize what we're feeling and identify it, um, let the energy out in help, healthy ways. And um, as we do that, we're better able to connect with others, communicate better, we make better decisions, and we handle challenges without being so much in overwhelm. So it's like having a toolkit for life, emotional intelligence. So we've, we've talked about on, on the podcast, we've talked about some um, like emotionally intense kids before. Um, and I'm trying to help maybe some of our parents are listening. If they are thinking maybe my child's young and this isn't something I need to worry about. I don't, I don't know that worry about is the idea, but just um, some of us have kids that are a little more tightly wound than others. Mm -hmm. um, so that's, that's one group. We have some kids who have a hard time maybe connecting with who they are and to understand why they feel sad or why they feel happy, why they feel excited. And so I think this is, this is a good topic for us to bring up because it's going to hit a lot of our 
a lot of our families that are listening to this. And we also have teachers and counselors who listen to the podcast too. So I think think it'll be good good information. Um, so whoever's listening right now, as as you're as you're thinking through this, I think you'll get value from this. So stay with us till the end. We want you to kind of hear. And I think Melissa told me earlier we might get a little teaser on how the game's played. So so stay with us so that you can can figure that part out too. Especially since this is fall, we've got holidays coming up. Maybe an idea that you could could have for someone that you are looking for a special gift for. So with um, with emotional intelligence, for our parents that are listening, are there any specific activities that they could do to help their children develop emotional awareness or regulation? Absolutely. I understand that not all of us were raised by people who knew what emotional intelligence was. They didn't know necessarily how to manage their own emotions or spend a lot of time with them. And so we are passing down different habits of recognizing our emotions and, and moving through them. I was on one scale growing up in an abusive household, and we've all grown up with, you know, a variety of parents who knew or didn't know. So I, I really want to make sure parents practice emotional regulation so that they can model that for their children and their children know what to do with their big emotions. So walking through the steps of emotional regulation on a regular basis in front of your children is powerful. And so I have a couple of steps to identify like where you're at in that emotional regulation. Um, And first of all, we need to recognize we're having an emotion. We're having the feeling and identify what that emotion is. A lot of times we feel the big emotions, but maybe we can identify what it is, and our kids are very much there. Um, And then after we identify what it is we're feeling, allowing that emotion to be in our body and move on out is so key. Because a lot of us grew up stuffing our emotions because it wasn't convenient for other people. Or we, you know, boys don't cry or whatever it is culturally or, you know, what we learned. Um, And so letting that emotion out is so key to preventing um, pain and disease in our body, um, let alone getting stuck in our life in other ways. Um, So allowing that energy out and then um, using emotional tools. I love talking about all kinds of emotional tools to help us move um, that energy out. And then the really important part is to take a break, whether it's five minutes or tomorrow, you know, and look at the message that that emotion has for you in that situation, because all emotions are, are messages, they're information. And so if we get the message and take an action on it, we move forward. Emotions will always move forward, whether they're what we consider positive or negative emotions. They'll move us forward if we get the uh, message. And I have like a story I can tell you that's kind of an example sure. of that. Yeah. Um, so I was at a dinner for our neighborhood and we'd had dinner and it was time for dessert. And my little six-year-old friend, Ava was having a meltdown. There was ice cream and she is lactose intolerant. Oh. 
and she was not happy because she knew she couldn't have it, so she was frustrated and she was sad. And I get this girl because I'm experiencing diabetes currently, so I know what it means to feel sad and frustrated that you can't have the dessert. Right. So I asked her to step out of the room with me, and she did, and I said, Ava, I'm feeling pretty angry, and I'm pretty sad that I can't have ice cream. And I said, I just, I want to stomp around, and if you want to join me, go right ahead. So I just start stomping up and down the hall. I'm so mad. I want ice cream. It's not fair, saying whatever comes off the top of my head, and she's right there along with me, you know. And... It only took a minute or two to just start cracking up at ourselves, stomping around. <laughs> but we had that state change. We were able to express what it was um, that we were feeling and get the energy out and move forward. And then the message, we'd already both experienced the message from that emotion, right? We're sad. We want something. There's something we're missing. So we're missing that sweetness. Her mom had dessert waiting for it, her at home, and she knew that, but she was still frustrated and sad. So it was important to get those emotions out, and then she could handle it. And I have my own sweet things I can eat at home, and I'm used to it. doesn't mean I don't sometimes still get mad or sad, but that's just an example of how we can um, come alongside of our kids help them to name the emotions that they might be experiencing them, helping them move that emotion out and then getting to, to what you can do about it and how it can move you forward. I like that. The, um, so in that situation would, so, because I knew some of our parents were thinking, you know, well, it's not always going to be appropriate to be stomping around saying that that's, that's one example. But, mm -hmm. um, so you, ha you have a child who's sad is letting them cry it out? Is that the way to express that emotion? Or is there another way to to express that emotion, to, to get that emotion out so that they can get on to the next step? I think it's important for them to express their emotions. I think if you think about if there's ever been times that we've cried and we've stifled it, do we ever get back around to it? You know, or um, does that feel honoring to us? And so... It can be hard in social situations, but like with Ava, I just removed her from the social. And we right, I like I like that 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 part because it gave her time to to yeah. to not feel like she was on display either. Yeah, that's that that may not always be possible, but we need to really remember what's important and to honor that that's the way they're feeling. I actually heard this saying recently and I thought about it and somebody said tears were meant to be witnessed and I think it's because I apologized for crying to somebody right. and I thought about that and I was like interesting so yeah. interesting so um yeah just just taking the time or making the time sometimes we need to tell our children like I are you feeling, you know, such and such emotion? Can we come back to this, you know, in a few minutes when we have a moment or whatever? But I, yeah. it's important to address it because we are 
stifling ourselves so much with our emotions that we are not only creating pain and disease, but we are um, turning to whatever will comfort us instead of away from our uncomfortable feelings and allowing ourselves to feel them. And as we turn to what will comfort us in the moment, whatever is easiest, could be food, could be drugs, could be pornography, could be a whole, you know, gamut of things that can turn from bad habits to addictions that really shut us down and shut us off from our emotions and shut us off from people. And that's what's happening rampantly we're losing our kids to suicide we're losing our kids to addiction it starts when we're young and honoring those emotions and figuring out how to move through them and allow them to teach us what we need to learn because when we get into bad habits of ignoring them we are really setting ourselves up for some disconnection from ourselves and from others particularly right well, the other thing i was thinking too that <clears throat> excuse me the um i know a lot of times as parents with because my audience most of most of my audience they have special needs children so they may have more tantrums or more outbursts at times <clears throat> excuse me because of other things that are going on in their lives too and as parents it can it can be hard not to think this is a reflection of us with that and to and so then these mm-hmm. emotions that the parent has is maybe embarrassment or maybe um something else going on and so trying to relate to the child who now needs to express an emotion it's it kind of gets into this the cycle and so that's mm-hmm. that's what i really love about your story that you shared that you you went to a safe place you were away from the eyes of everybody else and she could be silly you could be silly with her and mm-hmm. and kind of get there and so I'm thinking that some of our listeners, if they have young children and they haven't really thought through this, or maybe they've been caught at the grocery store or somewhere when they're out in public or at a, at a party, a birthday party, a lot of times these emotions can kind of build up because of, of, of a situation of someone feeling left out or something, um, that it's okay to go outside in the backyard or to go to go into another room or something or just ask the whoever your host is, you know, do you mind if we if we step out for a few minutes? And it's not a disciplined time for your child. It's a time to to help both of you maybe, maybe get, get, get past the feelings that both of you are feeling that probably aren't even matching each other at that moment. (laughs) But I'm thinking, you know, when, when my kids were younger, you know, how many times was I swallowing down my own emotion just to get us through whatever that moment was so that we could get out of there. (laughs) And, um, and so would it have been helpful to go out and walk up and down the sidewalk a few times or something? And then we probably could have gone right back in again and been fine. But um, mm-hmm. so I so I like I like I I like that story particularly because of that because you just gave a perfect example of of how to quickly and easily change the environment completely on that. Yeah. So the um so with all that being said and very practical ideas there, mm-hmm. tell me about emotion commotion this game that that you've created. Yeah, so I created this game with kids in mind. I was asked to teach a group of moms with pretty young kids how to help them manage their emotions. And I usually deal with like junior high and high school kids. So I had to really wrap my brain around this. And I thought, how can I have it be taught through play and make it easy? So I came up with this game. It's kind of a divine download, I call it, because 
It teaches so much emotional intelligence, some of which I did purposefully and some which were amazing happy accidents in my head. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> so you have an action card and an emotion card. Um, you do the action. This one says make the sound of a cow. But you do the action in the emotion. So, oh. for instance, if you have the word peaceful, you would try to make the sound of a peaceful cow and see if people could guess. Now, I'm going to do this for you, but I'm going to use a different emotion and see if you can guess which emotion I'm trying to portray. So, they do, does do the other players know what the what the action is, and just not the yes, emotion? You can tell them okay. The so we're not trying to guess what no, the animal is or what. <laughs> right, right. No, let's not make it too complicated. Um, and when you're first playing with younger kids or if you want to playing for the first time, you don't have to guess. Guessing just adds another layer of education. Um, but with younger kids, it's it's fine if everybody knows the emotion, everybody knows the action. It's still just as enjoyable. So Right. Um, so if I'm making the sound of a cow, I'm going to, do you want a hard word or an easy word? <laughs> oh, you're going to challenge me here. <laughs> I know. I'm going to, I'm going to challenge you with a harder word. How about that? Okay. So this is, this is my cow. Moo! Moo! So my first thought is, my first thought is that you're afraid. Yes. Ooh. You're very close, so it's another okay. synonym for afraid. Mm -hmm. afraid. So fear or what else am I thinking? Bigger than that. It's bigger. Mm -hmm. It's bigger than that. Yep, you're right on track. So not anxiety, because we could be going the other direction now. Right. Sometimes you can ask people to do it again if you want, or if it's particularly funny and you want to see them do it again. <laughs> <laughs> I just say, oh, I need to see that one more time. <laughs> see, see, for me on something like this, depending on who who the group is, if they ask me to do it again, then I would be experiencing embarrassment. <laughs> so, there you go. Yeah, so. that, that can happen. That can happen. So it starts with a P, and I can do it one more time. Okay. All right. Ready? Yep. Because sometimes so you do a difference. Petrified? <laughs> so close. It's another Ooh. word with it starts with a P. <laughs> now we're expanding your emotional vocabulary. We are. Like. We are. And usually we play in a group, so there's a lot more guesses thrown out. Right. It's harder when it's one. But so it's, we're afraid, we're petrified, mm -hmm. we're. Yeah, it's panicky. Panicky, okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. Or panic, so, yeah. Well, that's so that, cool, though. You, do you want to do one? So are there, well, I have to ask you, that. so so, so you yeah. had the cow is what you, what you pulled up. Are all yes. of the, are they all animals or are they different types yeah. of situations? There are all kinds of things. So you could be drumming, like pantomiming drumming or playing the electric guitar. Okay. Or you could be show it just with your arms or just with your walk. Or it could be a saying. Like, I was going to have you do one. You can say you can have your pet monkey back. Okay? You can okay, have so your I'm pet saying, monkey 
You can have your pet monkey back. Okay. And you choose an emotion in your head and I'll try to guess. So I won't even know. Oh. Okay. Of course, you know, I'm not thinking of all these elaborate emotions that you have inside your card no deck. <laughs> no worries. I have simple ones too. All right. So are you ready? Mm -hmm. I have to think about this now. Am I very good at charades or not? <laughs> all you have to do is say it. So it's just okay. tone of voice I'm listening to. Right. You you can have your pet monkey back. So sad. Yes, you got it. <laughs> that was awesome. That was awesome. So it's it's simple to play. Kids can play. I played with empty nesters. Like I made it for kids. And I was so surprised. Adults love it. So I will play it at business retreats. And oh, I will yeah. play, I've played it in prison, mental health institutions, school classes. Um, all, so all ages love it. I've played it for two hours and that's with the adults at business wow. retreats. <laughs> and I've had parents who just keep the cards on the table. And when their kids get home from school, they play it for five minutes. They'll just have, you know, each kid pick one, they'll do it. They might ask a question about it or whatever, but you can do a lot of things with this game. Right. Oh, I could even see having it like after family dinner, mm -hmm. do it before you even leave the table. You know, you could easily pull that out. Our yeah. homeschool families that are listening, an easy activity that I'm sure you could incorporate into any subject level that you wanted to, to, to use that with. So, yes. and so it's just a, a regular deck of cards size, mm -hmm. just a box like a Uno yeah, or something would be. There's 110 cards and 46 of them are emotions. So the rest are actions. It's never okay. the same game twice because you always get different <laughs> people doing different combinations. So I've, I haven't got bored of it and I've been playing it often for three, right. three years now. But um, uh, yeah. It's it's a lot of fun, but it packs a lot of emotional intelligence teaching in it without you having to give a lesson. So, well, and that's the best way of learning is when you can just mm -hmm. have fun and not have to think about that you're learning. Mm -hmm. um, would you like me to share just really quickly a few things that it teaches? Sure. Okay. Um, so, like I said earlier, it helps you expand your emotional vocabulary. Adults have eight to 10 words to describe how they feel. And that's what we model for our kids. But there are thousands of emotion words. So if we can pinpoint exactly what it is we're feeling, we can get the right message from it. And it helps us tune into people's body language and tone of voice better. Mm -hmm. We get more practice doing that. But as you play, you recognize, wow, they don't show their anger like I do. So maybe I should ask questions instead of assume I know how they feel and vice versa. Sometimes people are not picking up what I am laying down and I could use mm -hmm. my words to describe or to explain how I feel instead of just assuming you should know and fix it. Right. Right. <laughs> um, and it walks us through that beginnings of emotional regulation where we're identifying an emotion, allowing ourselves to feel it and moving that energy out of the body. And then um, one thing that I really love is it gives us an opportunity to be, um, vulnerable 
with our emotions, just a little bit vulnerable, because it is a little bit like I have to do what in front of who? Like how? Right, right. <laughs> um, but that that vulnerability comes with sharing emotions. And as we get used to that, then we are sharing in a safe space because we're just playing a game. But hopefully when we find those safe people, we'll be used to being able to share emotions and be able to communicate better how we feel. Right, right. So. I, I, I really like this. That's <laughs> So I know some of our listeners are going to want to know where can they get the game. So let's start out by um, giving them that information, but then also let us know how they can get in touch with you if they have any specific questions that they want to ask you. Okay. So you can go to emotioncommotiongame.com and I have my game there. And I also have created connection questions, which help you connect with your kids, like elementary and junior high age, with questions that they will, uh, that are fun. So not like, how are you doing? Fine being the end of the conversation, but like talks to them and allows them to express their emotions in fun ways. Um, so I have those things for you, but I also have a free gift there. Can I tell your audience about uh, that? Yes. Yes. Awesome. Um, so if you go to emotioncommotiongame.com on that page at the very top, there's a green banner. And if you click on that, I will send you um, three free emotional tools. And these are things that I've used with kids in the classroom and I've used for myself. And I've used it at like business women's retreats. So they're just ways to get that emotional energy out when you have a little bit more time and when you want to be a little bit more creative, they're on the creative side. But emotional tools are so important and I love to share. So you can get those free there. Nice. Thank you. Well, we always like, like free. <laughs> I and do. that's, that's e e easy to do as well. Um, yes. how, how else can they get in touch with you? So you can contact me on Facebook. I have an emotion commotion game page. And then my company is called creative family connection. So if you need to email me, it's creative family connection at gmail.com. Or you can go to Creative Family Connection on Facebook and connect with me there. Excellent. Excellent. All right. So we will put the links for all of this in the show notes. So if you're listening or if you're watching on the video, check the, check the notes so you can see where the links are there. And be sure to, to click on that green banner on the website so you can, can get your three. I'm looking to see how did I write that. Oh, I did write emotional tools. I thought, thought I wrote three commotion tools. But... <laughs> As I'm typing here. <laughs> so do you have any other projects going on? Anything else coming up in the in the future that you have? Yes, I taught, I created and taught a class to homeschoolers two years ago. And I threw out them all, all of these emotional tools. We played my game. They would beg to play my game. Um, and just things that will help us be successful in life. The power of words and what you see and how to use music as an emotional tool, things like that. Um, so I'm going to package them as a curriculum for teachers oh, nice. and for homeschoolers. 
And I'm also creating a video parenting class just to go through what are emotions, what are they good for, how do we teach them to our kids. Um, and that's what I'm working on currently. When do you predict that you'll have these resources ready? Oh, dear. Good question. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'd like to have the curriculum soon because I have a lot of teachers asking for it. Um, and, uh, so probably in the next month or two in the parenting class, I would like to get done in the next month or two as well. I have them outlined. I just need to get them done. So, so listeners keep, keep track of her website and Instagram and Facebook. I'm sure that you'll be making announcements as you, yes. as you make progress on this, right? Yes, absolutely. Excellent. Excellent. Melissa, thank you for joining me today. I, I've, I've learned some through this, but, um, but I'm going to have to look, look at the game. It's, it sounds like it's, it's a lot of fun and I appreciate you letting me try it, even though it was a little embarrassing. <laughs> we'll, we'll say on that, but, <laughs> but that, that's an emotion I have to deal with daily. <laughs> so it's just, it's, it's, it's just part of me and, and I, I'm making yeah. progress. It's taken lots and lots of years, but I'm making progress on it. <laughs> Yeah, but thank, I will thank say you. Like, yep, go ahead. Oh, yeah. I was just going to say that um, I've played this game with hundreds of people and I have run into very few who won't play, but I totally understand there are different reasons for not playing. And so when I run into a kid or a child who is just way out of their comfort zone, I'm like, please just stay and guess and help these people because they need help, right? Help right. them guess. And usually those few people who won't play um, most of them will feel comfortable enough once they realize like everybody feels a smidge embarrassed and it's, it's doable, then they will join in. Um, I would never put somebody, you know, um, so out of their comfort zone that they would, you know, right. never want to play a game again. <laughs> but, um, but I found like 99% of the people will play. <laughs> Right. right. Well, I'm thinking, I'm thinking, we, we have shy personalities who yeah. it just takes time to kind of warm up to the idea, but they may mm -hmm. be the, the, the life of the party by the time the game's over <laughs> as far as getting warmed up to so it. True. It's really funny. Yeah. It's really fun. Well, thank, thank, thank you, Melissa. I, I appreciate you joining me with this and, um, and I look forward to hearing if, if many of our listeners are able to get in touch with you to, to purchase the game. Yeah. Thank you. I hope you found some practical tips you can use to help encourage your family to express their emotions and increase their emotional intelligence. To stay updated on future episodes, be sure to subscribe to the Water Prairie Chronicles newsletter at waterprairie.com newsletter. Thanks for joining us today, and I'll see you next week.